0: Greetings and welcome to the African Spirit Reintegrated and Reimagined Podcast. I am a Sunny, owner of a Sunny coaching services, and I am discussing ancestral elevation in this podcast episode. So I've discussed before the very much so importance of starting with your ancestors whenever you begin an ATR. When you jump into any form of African traditional religion and you've been separated from this dynamic pretty much throughout your life, because that's how many people throughout the African diaspora come into these systems, usually in their you know late teen, adult years, 40s, 50s. I even know some people later on in their 60s and 70s who decided to begin practicing within an ATR. So it can occur at any stage of your life. As I've mentioned before, it's just basically, you know, whatever is part of your destiny, you will come to it whenever it is time to do so this is one reason why i don't believe in evangelizing when it comes to pretty much any religious system but definitely not h-e-r because this is not something that you need to sell someone on. If something is right for a person, they will automatically gravitate to that system. Once they do, obviously they will need mentors and guides and teachers and so forth and so on. And that's where, you know, I come in and that's where other people will come in to help individuals who need guidance in this direction. That being said, Your ancestors are the first place to start because they are your first guides. I say this all of the time guys, start with your ancestors. Beginning an ancestral based practice is the number one route to helping you to understand who you are, where you came from, your heritage, your culture, and basically where you need to go on this journey because your ancestors are the ones who will guide this process. They've already been guiding you. If you come into an ATR, that was your ancestor's leading you here in the first place. They were showing you the way home and they did it in different ways that you probably didn't notice that it was them, obviously, because you just kind of gravitated to it. And later on in that journey, you will realize, wow, that was my ancestors taking me through all of these different situations and scenarios so that I would get back to my roots and my culture. So that's where you start with. I've written a very comprehensive book entitled Connecting With Your Ancestors, and it guides you and walks you through different layers of ancestral veneration. It's not connected to a specific system because I wanted it to be open to pretty much anybody. I do include certain elements of things that I practice, but I outline that in the book whenever that occurs. So I'm not here to discuss ancestral veneration in this episode because as I said before I've written a resource and there are plenty of other resources that can assist you in that particular area. But one of the questions that I get asked most often is how do I elevate my ancestors? Many people are really afraid to go into ancestral veneration because they feel like they don't have ancestors who are worthy of venerating. And that's a mistake that many people make when it comes to beginning an African spiritual system. They want to skip over their ancestors and go straight to the spirits because they feel like their ancestors haven't done anything worthy enough for them to venerate them for. Let me stop right here and say, if you are here, obviously you are because you're listening to this podcast episode, your ancestors did an excellent job for you to be here your ancestors went through a whole lot for you to get here no matter what they did in their lifetime you would not be here were it not for your lineage for that dna and just to make a baby from a scientific standpoint it's difficult enough For a sperm to reach an egg in order for a baby to be conceived and then for that child to be carried to term is a whole nother deal because it's not something that, that is easy. And then for a woman to birth a child, that is the closest that a woman will get to death without actually dying. So your ancestors did something great. They brought forth the energy for you to exist right now. Yes. Your ancestors probably did some things that were not so great from time to time. Mine did. I went through a process of reconciling. Matter of fact, I am constantly in a process of reconciling some of the deeds or misdeeds, I should say, that they did. And I have no issue with that at this stage. No, yes, I was there at one point, like, wow, you know, my ancestors did this and. You know, if they had not done X, Y, Z, then certain things probably would not have taken place in my life or in the life of some of my family members, etc., etc. But I've since realized that those things were done so that they could survive, so that I could be here and I could be the one that came back around to reconcile our generation, to reconcile our family line. And it's not just me. I'm just pointing this out because I am leading the charge, especially in my family line at this particular time when it comes to going back to our roots and our heritage and culture. But there are some other family members who are likewise honoring our lineage in different ways. And the same thing with them. So, those members of my family who are doing great things. They are still venerating our ancestors just by what they do. Even if they don't actively participate in um, a veneration process, such as feeding the ancestors, et cetera, et cetera, building altars, all of those different things. But going back to my point, we do have ancestors and that includes everybody. I don't care who you are, where you're from, Everybody has ancestors who were not so great. We still wanna elevate these ancestors because when we elevate them, they can help us to elevate in our experience. The more ancestors that you have on your team, the better for you because you need those energies to help you make it through this experience. So instead of saying, well, I don't have any ancestors that are worthy of you know me even honoring them because they did xyz you should focus on elevating these spirits instead so that you can work with them and also let me bring home the point here for people who maybe don't know their ancestral lineage. maybe they were adopted and they have no idea who they were elevating your ancestors is just as important for you as well before you go into an ancestral veneration practice I personally would definitely start there if I were adopted and had no knowledge of any of my ancestral roots because there's a reason why you don't have that connection to your lineage right now so you know chances are something did happen that you need to reconcile before you start inviting unknown spirits into your daily life now that certainly doesn't mean that all of your ancestors were corrupt or did bad things because you could have some ancestors that were absolutely excellent. It could just be the more recent ancestors, and you know, definitely you, the parents that you came from, et cetera, et cetera, that you know had hard times and whatever reason you chose to be born, born to those particular individuals and have the experiences that you had in life. Okay. Another thing about ancestral veneration, too, when it comes to you thinking about your ancestors in a negative light, if you feel like, you know, your ancestors were corrupt and, you know, you should not move forward in ancestral veneration because of those things. Keep in mind, we have ancestors from thousands of years ago, guys, especially people throughout the African diaspora they focus on their most recent ancestors, the ones that they knew. So their grandparents and great grandparents and you know, maybe even a generation before that, if they knew about those people, whether you know they were alive during their lifetime or maybe they just heard about some of the things that they did. So they tend to just focus on those individuals. One thing we all have to realize is that we absolutely had ancient ancestors everybody does so you have ancestors that you don't know you have no idea of who they were when they walked this earth or you know where they are right now and as far as you know being elevated in the astral realm, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So don't dismiss that part of your lineage and your heritage either. Because I find a lot of people do that. They focus on the most recent ancestors, and they're like, hey, I don't have ancestors worthy of venerating. So you know, I just want to go straight to the spirit so that they can help me out big mistake. Know first and foremost that you do have ancient ancestors and you also have ancestors who are helping you out. No matter how bad your life or your experience is right now, you have ancestors who are absolutely walking with you. We all do. The key is, again, to elevate those who fell off. You need to reconcile your lineage That way, your ancestors, you, and future generations can then be elevated and grow in positive and beneficial ways moving forward you don't have to maintain that status of stunning growth within your lineage right um if your family line particularly is suffering from negative generational patterns or behaviors which are commonly referred to as generational curses those things need to be reconciled otherwise they would just continue on from generation to generation you have the power to do that because you're listening to this podcast because you have chosen to move forward and reconnect your family line back to your lineage. You absolutely have the power. It's already been given to you, right? The gift, the desire, the motivation because you are already thinking about how can I elevate my ancestors? And with that being said, you can move forward in that direction. So now the question is, how do we elevate our ancestors? I get that so often. There are many ways to do this. Um, if you are just starting off and you don't have a guide or mentor or a priest or priest from a system that you are working within, which most people don't when they first start off and I don't even encourage that type of behavior. I encourage you to, again, start with your ancestors. So you can start by doing ancestral elevation ritual work on your own. There are a number of ways to do this. One of the ways that I suggest, because you can find quite a bit of information on this online now, there are plenty of people who have done videos to teach people how to go about burning ancestral money. That is one great place to start. I actually use ancestral money on a weekly basis, and I also do a major annual cele- ceremony, not celebration, but ceremony to elevate my ancestors by giving them ancestral money in order for them to go and achieve a higher level in their experience. I don't personally use ancestral money to ask my ancestors for money, right? But um, I use it as a symbolic token of paying their debt off, paying off all of their karmic debt and then giving them the resources that they need to elevate and to move forward in their journey so that they can likewise help me to elevate so that I can move forward in my journey and there are many ways to use this particular technique just really briefly one of the ways that i do it on a week-to-week basis is that i simply write out the names of my ancestors that i know and then i'll on on a bill so i write out each one's name on a separate bill and then i will write All of my unknown ancestors from both sides of my lineage on two different bills. So the unknown ancestors from my mother's lineage and then the unknown ancestors from my father's lineage. And I will take um, like three bills first before I start burning those bills and i first give it to the gatekeeper of the ancestral realm now on the bills that i use because i I use the bills that come out of you know the asian system that has the um jade emperor on it i first give to that archetypal energy because that's all the jade emperor is is an archetypal energy representing the gatekeeper of the ancestral realm and i give the money to them to him first just to you know allow me access and to thank him for caring for my ancestors etc then i burn specific bills for each one of my ancestors and i you know say a prayer and incantation as i burn you know giving them that money explaining them explaining to them why i am giving them the money and um just asking that they be in a state of elevation right just as simple as that i do that weekly as i do my um weekly ancestral ritual as i said before i also do an annual ritual that i basically. Go through the same process, but nine days in a row. And, you know, I'll say special prayers, especially for um, recently passed away ancestors. So, you know, if anybody passed away during that year, I will give a special dedication for them. And I also will say prayers over my entire lineage during that nine day period so that's a very very important time for me as well that i observe that's just one way of doing it i've just given you guys that as an example there are so many videos that have been made about this process that i encourage you to watch if that is of interest to you and some people have issues people from throughout the african diaspora have issues with using ancestral money because they see it as Um, something in the Asian system, and I've discussed this before, we all have heritage that is spread throughout the world. And one thing we have to keep in mind is that most of the areas, if not all of the areas of the world, were inhabited by people groups who are now considered to be what you call Black people throughout the world so do know that in areas of you know asia there are actually still black people groups living there you would be surprised if you traveled to their, those areas you would actually see some people who look just like people that look just like people who we consider to be african in origin dark dark toned skin um kinky hair all of those traits so i'm not just referring to people who look like indians with dark skin and the really straight black hair no i'm referring to people who look just like you and i like you could go out on um, pretty much any street corner and identify somebody who you would think is an African American, a Jamaican, a Haitian, you know, any other you know black caribbean islander etc etc and you can go into places in asia and see people who look just like that normally you will find these people in the outer skirts of the community in the rural areas because they've been pushed in those areas whereas the lighter colored people that we tend to see in the media will be in the touristy areas because in those countries Those are the money making regions wherever you can connect with tourists who are spending money and you can speak English, particularly or even other languages. You can make more money. So, you know, unfortunately, those areas have been whited out in a sense is really no difference in what we see you know in america where we see most of the high money making jobs and positions going to people who are you know either white or lighter skin color etc cetera, etc. Cetera. that colorism dynamic pretty much exists all over the world and i am speaking from a space of experience i'm not speaking based on something that i saw or heard about um in a video where somebody else talking about i actually have seen these dynamics with my own eyes in different parts of asia so it does exist right i'm not asking you to take my word for it by any means i encourage everybody to go and see for themselves and your perspective will be a whole lot different right and i'm just explaining that just to let everybody know that hey this is actually part of our roots in our culture just because you don't deem it as coming out of africa or being african in origin this or anything else for that matter does not mean that it is not african there's a lot of things that we do and that we practice i.e christianity that was derived from african systems they just don't look the same as they did when our ancestors practiced them years ago. But that does not mean that they are not African-based systems. So that's just one form moving forward. The only reason I explained that because I feel like it's one of the easier methods in the, in today's world for someone who is new and not connected to a system in which they can um, do ancestral elevation through. But they are absolutely other rituals that are utilized for these practices you can simply do candle work you can do the same process with candle work and elevate your ancestors and say prayers and incantations in order to elevate your ancestors and just talk to them about you know removing the curses etc etc and you know pray and ask higher power whomever that you pray to that your ancestors be uplifted and elevated and that process will occur when you pray with intention and a sincere heart okay um other ways are through practices right so I practice both the um Haitian voodoo system and the ephod system so I have priests that actually perform rituals or ceremonies that feed my ancestors and help them to elevate in different ways. So if you do practice within a system, connect with um, your priest or your priestess and talk to them about ways that you can elevate your ancestors through those systems, okay? Many ways to do it. That's not really the scope of this podcast episode, The primary reason that I wanted to do this episode is to just share the importance of ancestral elevation and to make people aware of this dynamic that it is available to them. So you should not just simply shun or neglect to do ancestral veneration simply because you feel like your ancestors aren't there yet. Like they can't help you because of the life or the experiences that they had when they were on this earthly plane. Now that being said, do absolutely be cautious about working with spirits that don't have the highest and greatest intentions. I've heard different theories on this. Some people feel like you don't need to elevate your ancestors as soon as they transition to the you know, astral realm, they are automatically elevated. I personally don't believe that. It doesn't make any sense to me because if that were the case, we could just basically live any type of life that we wanted to live and then transition and go and be in this glorious afterlife. And that's not even the type of concept that African spiritual systems are based off of. These systems are actually based off of you living a life of strong, Character and in Africa, in African spiritual systems, they absolutely separate what you would consider good versus bad. Um, people from your lineage who have passed on the people that they call ancestors are the ones who live, you know, good lives and contributed to the development and the growth of their families and their communities, and so forth and so on. Most of these systems have a different term. For those individuals who passed away, who did not do these types of things, who were corrupt, who were not good. They likewise have ways to elevate these souls. Yes, but they don't lump them all together and say, well, you know, these are people from my bloodline. And just because they're from my bloodline, they automatically just went to a great space. You have to think about it if somebody wasn't the best person to connect with and consult with when they lived on this earth they will likewise not be that person to connect with and consult with in the afterlife if they were unscrupulous or not wise why would you want that person guiding you and giving you advice if you're not trying to live that same type of lifestyle and on the opposite end of that If that's the type of lifestyle that you are trying to live or that you do live and you want that type of energy in your life, go right ahead. I still don't advise that route because obviously it can get you into a lot of trouble and a lot of problems at the end of the day. But, you know... Your answers could absolutely help you if that's the type of energy that you need in your life that can help you, you know, do malevolent things and you know, probably get you caught up for sure. But that energy is available, there's you know, good and bad energy in pretty much every aspect of the spirit realm, so you can connect with either right you can connect with those types of ancestors just like you can connect with evil or malevolent spirits if you want that type of energy in, in your life but i'm not advocating that by any means because that's not why i practice within atr and that's just not my character holistically like that's not the person that i was put on this earth to be so i don't encourage that type of behavior but i'm letting you know hey it is available right so when we talk about um african spirituality or anything else we need to talk about every aspect of it the good the bad the ugly the ordinary so again those things do exist so as i said before if you feel a need to elevate your ancestors go ahead and do that. And it's something I really encourage everybody to do because as I said before, we all have ancestors in our lineage who need to be elevated, you know, Our entire lineage was not perfect. They were not all of good, upstanding character. So it's beneficial to you at the end of the day to elevate those who were not. Because in doing so, when those individuals are elevated, they can turn around and help you and help other individuals in their family line to grow and elevate, in your family line, I should say. Well, it will be both you and their family line to grow and elevate. Okay, so I'm going to conclude this message here. I um, hope it's been useful to you and helpful for you understanding what el- ancestral elevation is and why it is important. I guys, please have a very beautiful and blessed day and beyond.